The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And now, it's time for Radio Jobline with your host, Scott Possessor, right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Welcome, everybody. It must be Saturday afternoon from 2 to 3 p.m., or it might be Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. We're here for you twice a week. Talk about your career, dissect the job market, look at the talent pools, speak about workplace issues, getting a job, keeping a job, being successful. And the list goes on and on. We've only been on the air for 400 years, so by now we've talked about almost every topic, except for the automotive field, which we're going to talk about tonight. Before I get to that, I have a little bit of business. I got a call today from one of our friends, uh, a, a guest here on Radio Jobline more than once, and a lovely lady by the name of Donna Siriani. Uh, she's got a, a big uh, seminar coming up, uh, and he- here's the commercial. Are you a business leader who values personal development? Are you a business leader who knows mindset and belief systems are the foundation of your success? Well, Moving, strat- Moving Forward Strategies has launched Living Leadership, a monthly public interactive seminar series for the business leaders of Long Island. Come experience tune-ups and transformations with other like-minded business leaders. Join us for our next seminar, March 24th, from 8 to 10 a.m., at Drake Media Studios in Melville, where we dive into this month's topic titled Mindset Matters, getting ahead of the noise. Uh, what, uh, and business leaders have been raving about this thing. And uh, shout out to Donna Siriani. Uh, to Donna Siriani, good luck on the um, on the program. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about uh, automotive technology or the automotive business. Uh, we have with us somebody from the automotive business. We have two people from Suffolk Community College, uh, a very distinguished panel put together by my executive producer, Maria Fry, uh, who I adore, who has been on Jobline about 100 times. And uh, I, it's just a very interesting segment because we don't talk that much about this particular sector of the economy. We do a lot about you know, we'll talk about manufacturing, we'll talk about administrative, we'll talk about uh, corporate services, uh, commercial operations. We, we th- There's nothing we don't talk about, but automotive doesn't get a lot of play here on Radio Jobline. I think we should devote the entire show to it today. Joining me is Dr. Ed Bonahue, president of Suffolk County Community College. We don't get too many presidents here in the studio. Happy to be here. Dr. Bonnie is a seasoned higher education executive with more than 20 years of experience of community college education, including service as a tenured faculty member and executive administrative leader. He currently serves as a provost and vice president for academic affairs at Santa Fe College in Florida, a position he's held since 2009. In that role, he provides leadership for planning, management, and assessment of all credit and non-credit instructional programming and economic and workforce development initiatives. Uh, we also have with us Dave uh, Malkos. Is that right? Malkos. Malkos. Close. Close. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, he's the uh, he's an academic chair for automotive technology. Uh, Dave is the assistant dean for transportation programs at Suffolk County Community College. Dave has been in the automotive industry for over 25 years as a technician, manager, and shop owner, and has 15 years of technical training and educational experience as a certified instructor for the Toyota T10 and Honda Pact programs at Suffolk, a a technical trainer and program manager for WorldPAC, and is now the leader of New York's premier automotive technology program at Suffolk County Community College. I will talk more about that. And we also have Steve Young. 
Steve is the service manager for the Competition Auto Group, uh, Mercedes-Benz of Huntington. Steve Young works for, for Mercedes, which is part of the Competition Auto Group. The Competition Automotive Group has been in the business for over 60 years. Mercedes-Benz of Huntington is the newest location, uh, been there for 22 years. Welcome, Steve. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, Ed. Thank you. So again, a very interesting topic, uh, and and uh, I, I think I told you guys outside the studio that I have a neighbor who I, I didn't have much hope for when when he was growing up. I thought he was going to wind up, you know, like in a shady world, but he turned out to be a great kid. Um, uh, I'll be going to his wedding. Just a fantastic kid. But he got into the automotive business. He went into some certificate program. I'm going to find out if it was Suffolk. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Okay, but it was some sort of certificate program. Got a job working at a BMW dealer at the beginning, not not very highly paid, but now he's making enough money to have a beautiful place to live. He's getting married. He's, he's going to have kids. I mean, it's all it's all wonderful. And um, I think people underestimate, you know, what a great field this is. Um, Ed, why don't you tell us a little bit about this great field? Absolutely, it'll be my pleasure. And thank you, Steve, for for hosting us. Uh, it is automotive. Automotive is really the life blood of Long Island. I mean, I think about where we sit here in Suffolk County, where our our colleagues sit in Nassau County and throughout Long Island and the suburbs. Uh, Yes, we have some mass transit, but you know what? It's the automotive industry that keeps us going. We we live and die by our cars. We work in our cars. We commute. And so um, uh, it's it's our honor to be partnered with uh, the automotive industry, with the dealerships, uh, because we know we're really providing a valuable community service. And it really, it's interesting, Steve, because it's not just automotive. I mean, it's a comprehensive community college. We're so proud of all of the technical training programs that we offer, mm-hmm. uh, all of our career-facing programs. And as a comprehensive community college, we do a lot of things, right? Um, we provide the first two years of university education. We provide career-facing degrees in healthcare and technology and manufacturing and automotive. We provide short-term certificates. But you know what? It's these it's these technology programs. It's it's these high-need, high-wage training opportunities that really are economic drivers for mm-hmm. Suffolk County and for so many of our Long Island families. Yeah, you know. Uh uh, I, I do answer to Steve, but Scott is the name. Oh, Scott. Uh, perfect, perfectly all right. Uh, That's okay. You read my bio from Florida rather than Suffolk County, yeah, so, we're, yeah, so we're doing yeah, good. Uh, I, I've been messing up since I, <laughs> since I started. Um, but, you know, the, the, the car industry is changing. I, I, when I bought my last car, uh, it was about two years ago, and it was a perfectly normal experience. But then the, the shortage started to happen. COVID started to rear its ugly head, and supply chain problems, and all of a sudden, you're paying a lot more now for a car than you were, significantly more. Uh, And I've got that from personal experience and from a couple of people that I know that have tried to buy cars. I'm a little worried about the business. You know, uh, are, are they selling as many cars even at these higher prices? Unfortunately, no, they dropped off quite a bit. Um, I would say that the the inventory levels are almost back up to where they should be. But now most people are buying out their cars versus leasing them because the the lease rates, the interest rates are higher, so it's more difficult for them to actually uh, afford the lease. Right. You know, if you if you if you own a C class and it's six or seven hundred dollars a month, 
you come in now and it's nine hundred or a thousand dollars a month for the same car. Yeah, that's a significant increase. It's a significant increase. Yeah. yeah. So, what if you don't mind my delving into that just one more step? Why, if the if the inventory levels have returned to almost normal, are the prices that much higher? Mostly due to interest rate right now. So at one point, you know, there was obviously list price and then possibly a little bit of a markup from list price or manufacturer suggested retail price. That's leveled off. Now we're probably we're selling close to MSRP. The interest rates are what's driving it. The fact that the manufacturer doesn't provide any promotions is also what's driving it. So there's no two thousand or three thousand dollar rebates that'll help you get into a lease for a little bit less money. Right. But on the flip side, it's good for the technical side of things because then it keeps people in their cars for longer. Right. So now we have, where before, if you lease the car, you're, you're coming out of it at, at 36,000 miles. Right. Before the brakes need to be done, before the tires need to be done, before some of the bigger work does. So now the service departments are getting a lot busier because they're holding on to their cars for a lot longer. And you're selling the tires, you're selling the brakes, you're selling the wheel alignments, the, the major services and things like that. So, yes, the sales side of things is slowing down, but the service side is picking up. And that's kind of where Suffolk plays a big part in trying to get good technicians into well, the building. It's good to hear that you're getting it on the back end then. You know, Absolutely. You know, if you're not getting it. But I, I'm going to buy my car, too. When my, when my lease is up, uh, it's, it's 20 grand to buy the car. You know, and I'd have to put down like thousands, you know, plus have a higher payment by $90 a month. 100%. You know? well, I think a Honda Civic was leasing out at about $250 a month. Now they're about $500 a month if you want to lease something. I know. It's it's insane. I would like to see these prices come down. I think it's going to be better for the business when it does. I also want to talk about the technology. You know, cars today are a whole bunch of computers lined up with a whole bunch of chips. Um, well, you know, I still remember my 1968 Mercury Montego. You know, which which uh, didn't have any technology <laughs> and it ripped seats, you know, all that stuff. I had great stereo, uh, but but cars have changed so much. It must be difficult to keep up training wise with how how you know people can can get this automotive technology when it's like a moving target. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, and, you know, on the one hand, um, you know, we think about the traditional training pipeline of who was coming into automotive training programs and what they thought it was going to be. And um, now we see, uh, for example, Suffolk County uh, is buying 2,700 electric vehicles over the next five to six years. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Ballone had decided and made an executive order that, you know, the entire fleet would switch over. So when you look at that, uh, you know, the training need uh, and the need for these students to have, you know, a specific skill set related to electricity and electronics uh, and all the advanced technology that's found on these cars. I mean, it's it's just uh, it's it's a tremendous uh, uh, industry to get into because it's highly technical and it's different than it's ever been. You know, you mentioned the young man that lived next door to you, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and like I said, the traditional pipeline has always been. Uh, you know, and it's it's due to the stigma, and, and you know, Steve probably, probably could speak to that a little bit too. Um, the stigma of, of this being a, a dirty, um, you know, uh, use the term grease monkey, right? Mm. Um, but in 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 reality, Steve shops at Competition Auto Group have have tiled floors. Mm. Um, they're working on you know hundred thousand dollar plus vehicles that you know are just driving computers i mean how many how many ecus on on a mercedes-benz nowadays uh, on a new s-class there's probably 80 80 control modules just wow. to operate the car wow 80 and that's why the, you know we've had all this talk about 
opening up chip companies here in the United States. Yeah. Uh, Biden, I know that's one of his agendas. And um, I, I can't think, of, I really don't understand why there aren't more chip companies in the United States of America. That I don't get. Uh, but I'm sure there's an explanation somewhere. But why are they all in China? Well, my big question is why in three or four years haven't they figured this out? I mean, they, there was no issue with chip shortages before. And I understand when COVID was in the thick of it, mm -hmm. you had to minimize staff inside of the assembly line for, for microchips. But now that's gone. COVID is essentially over. I know there's still some going on, but they should be back up to capacity. There should be enough people inside there to, to provide the, the microchips that we need. Now, I will say, so for 2022, Mercedes had to actually delete certain features. Strangely enough, they dropped down from 62 colors for your interior down to 32. Mm. Nobody probably even noticed it. What a sad state of affairs. There was a few other things that they had to drop off on. They stopped building eight cylinders and things like that. But for 2023, now they're back to full capacity as far as putting all the features back into the cars. So mm. I think the microchip thing is kind of turning around and going in the right direction. Okay. And then uh, let's talk about the, the courses, the program at Suffolk itself and and the cost of that as well versus what what a person can make um, if you if you would sir sure so the, the the mainstay of our program are really our two year associates degrees uh, so we have two uh, two year technical degrees one's a general automotive program and the other one's Toyota specific uh, but we have partnerships uh, that work with these two year degrees to embed factory recognized credentials so we work with uh, we've worked with GM since 1987, uh, Toyota since 2003, Honda since 2005, and over the last several years we've added partnerships with Mercedes-Benz, Ford, uh, Fiat Chrysler, which is now Stellantis, uh, Nissan, and Subaru. Uh, and there's an interest from other manufacturers to work with the college as well. Uh, so it's really a two-year program. We also have a one-year uh, certificate for students that might want to come in and get to work faster. Uh, that's basically half of the automotive courses, the first year of the automotive courses. Uh, the cost for the program for two years is a little bit less than $14,000. As Dr. Bonahue would attest to, we have quite a few students who get financial aid. Uh, and additionally, our students that are in the automotive program all go through 640 hours of paid internship time. So they earn about $11,000 while they're going to school. Wow. So when you think about the the actual uh, net you know, cost. cost of what they're right, paying, right. it's it's next to nothing. So they have a fantastic opportunity to come in, uh, earn a certificate or, or a degree, uh, and get up to 80% of the training that they would need to be factory master certified technicians, which is really just an amazing opportunity for them to start their career. All right. If you just joined us, you're, you're listening to Radio Job Line with Scott Possessor. We're talking about the automotive industry and, and how really cool it is, actually, uh, but also this fabulous program that Suffolk has. And we have the president here. Um, you, you have partnerships with, with, business, with businesses, with, with the community. Exactly. Uh, how does that help you? Look, we, we really, Scott, cannot accomplish our mission unless we are uh, in partnered with, uh, with the employers. It's the employers who give us guidance on what students need to be able to do when they're out on the job, what they need to know, how they need to be able to work. So, uh, you know, we need to do more as a community college than just teach um, what my parents would have called book learning, right? We need, uh, uh, we need to work with employers to establish the, the knowledge, skills, and abilities that are going to really make our graduates valuable when they're out on the job. And, of course, that applies to automotive. Sometimes there are uh, right corporate partners. We also have uh, uh, 
I think what we would call a generic program, right? It's uh, ASC certifications, and uh, so it's agnostic with respect to brand or employer. And we know that uh, although some of our students are sponsored by employers, some may want to go out and, and do their own thing. And so we're proud of all of those programs. Right. Let's talk about the uh, the career services you know that, that that the college offers. Is there a placement uh, department? Uh, you know, do, do, is there? People sort of have jobs waiting, you know, or is it, is it something like they still have to apply like anybody else might have to? Well, it's it, uh, it's interesting because, as Dave mentioned, in automotive, every student goes through some type of apprenticeship or, or uh, internship or kind of outplacement in a, in a dealership with their where they're really. Of course, they got hands-on training in the program, but then they're going to go out onto a uh, on a service dealership floor. They're going to get additional experience, and so a lot of times that's a win-win, right? Because students get to visit with the dealerships, they get to visit with mechanics, uh, and the dealerships get to see, hey, who's going to be on the market? Who do we want to hire? So it's really a win-win for the students, and that applies to programs from nursing to cybersecurity to manufacturing. So all of our all of our hands-on career-facing programs with those kinds of practical uh, internships are really win-wins for our employers and the students. Speaking of that, Dave, uh, do you do your students at Suffolk have some prior training, you know, with automotive from BOCES or something like that? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, and a lot of times what we try to do is we have a great pipeline of, of high schools that feed the programs at Suffolk, right? There are partners um, and uh, many of them do have automotive programs. Actually, BOCES is, is one example. Uh, but many of the regular high schools have automotive classes or technology classes. Um, so we, we've established great relationships over the years. And as Dr. Bonnie, was saying with the local businesses, a lot of that's just built on the relationship that we've established in the community. Um, so, yeah, there is a training pipeline of some students that do go through those programs that come in. And in some instances, we actually work with the high schools to try to get the students into at least what we call a job shadow experience. So go out to a dealer, see what it's all about. So before they come into the program, they know, OK, this is a great fit for me. And that's actually helped us with retention, uh, with keeping students persistent through going through the program and completing so that they leave with uh, the credentials that they intended to set out to get from the onset. So yeah, that that partnership with the high schools where they're starting to at least explore the career early on is an essential part of what we do. There's a lot of outreach into certain areas. You know, of uh, IT we were talking about outside and engineering is another area. They can pull up a computer and show you where somebody's standing 100 feet away on in a very with very cool. How do you show people what's cool about the automotive business? Oh my goodness. Well, really, you know, we've had a variety of different cars over the years, and we just try to kind of showcase what the, the latest and greatest technology is. For example, right now, one of the really cool things is autonomous vehicles, right? So showing them how the camera systems work, showing them how the radar systems work, and also what's, what's involved in setting those up if the car is ever in a collision or has, a, for example, a windshield replaced with a forward-facing camera. Um, so just some of that type of technology that grabs the students. But really... At the end of the day, I have an old 
uh, probably a 70s Chry uh, Chrysler engine, I think. Or actually, we have an old Chevy engine, too, that we start up for the students if they come and visit the building. Mm. And that, for whatever reason, is, is usually the most effective at, at getting them excited about uh, the automotive <laughs> industry. Or, or a Lamborghini would probably work, too, Yeah, <laughs> if you had one of those at your beck and call. All right, we're talking about the automotive business. Very interesting subject. Um, and lots of changes going on with automotive. Shift to electric vehicles. Uh, I have a friend who, has, who just got a Ford F-150 or something, Lightning, and he said it's the fastest car he's ever driven in his life, uh, and you can't hear it. You know, very very cool stuff happening. It must be difficult to keep track of. Um, but uh, you listen to Radio Jobline with Scott Possessor. Uh, I have with me Steve Young. Steve, what happens at the dealer level? Are you are you getting job candidates when you when you put out a post for a technician? So for an experienced technician, absolutely not. You know, we've hired a few this past year, 2022. They lasted a month or two, and we realized that they just weren't, they were no good. We had to get rid of them mm -hmm. for quality of work, or maybe they didn't show up on time. Mm -hmm. But again, we, we do a lot of business with Suffolk Community College. We've been dealing with them for about 10 years, hired at least 10 or 15 of their students. And I always, as a joke, I say, at least we hire them and we teach them our bad habits. Mm. But the truth is, we want to teach them <laughs> our good habits. But you get a lot of technicians from a lot of other places that'll come in and they'll take shortcuts so they won't do things the right way. Dave and I were talking before the show about, you know, I'd love to see the number of people who actually understand basic electric theory mm. in the automotive industry. Right, we got to put, put a bookmark right there. Okay. Got a commercial come up. You listen to Radio Jobline with Scott Possessor. If you would like to be on Radio Jobline, you could write to me, scottp118 at gmail.com. Happy to have you or your idea on the radio show. Also, connect with me on LinkedIn so you can see all the posts for Radio Jobline, which come up on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Possessor, P-A-S-S-E-R. -S we'll be right back after this short break. And now, welcome back to Radio Jobline with your host, Scott Possessor, right here on LI News Radio. Everybody, you're listening to Radio Jobline with Scott Possessor. We're here talking about a fascinating business with the president himself of Suffolk Community College. And we have Steve Young from Mercedes-Benz of Huntington. We have Dave Mockholtz. Mockholtz from Suffolk Community. And we have uh, Dr. Ed Bonahue, uh, who is who is leading the way. Um, and you know what, um, Ed? I'd love to talk about those fast careers. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. So we're talking about automotive, but I want to just take a couple minutes to highlight something that Dave said earlier, which is that within the automotive group, there's a one-year certificate and a two-year degree program. And a lot of what we're focusing on right now as a community college is trying to recognize that employers and a lot of our students and families don't have the luxury of waiting around for two years for students to finish a degree. And so mm -hmm. we're really focusing on short-term certificates. We're calling this Fast Careers. And what we've done is we put together a brochure, and it's on our website, that we have programs that are pathways to the middle class for any Suffolk County family. And these are programs that you can, you can complete in six months or less. They range from welding to uh, advanced manufacturing and machining 
to certain programs in the healthcare area, for instance, uh, medical assistant, uh, ophthalmic assistant, the folks who work in, in shops with like um, uh, opticians and glasses makers. Um, there are a variety of, of uh, programs, uh, emergency medical technician, you know, the folks who are just EMTs and mm -hmm. uh, whether you want to volunteer with a local fire department or whether you want to uh, work in a hospital or work on a job site, we're talking about degree programs that you can often finish in a matter of weeks. Mm. We started in, in cooperation with some of the solar installers in our area, a solar installer training program last semester. This is a program where uh, s some folks were already on the job, maybe may, may working for a roofer, maybe working uh, in some other area of, of, uh, of industry. But the, uh, some of the companies came to us and said, we really need folks who need to we're, we really need folks who can help us with the installation of, of solar equipment, whether they're photovoltaics or solar hot water, whatever it may be. We put together a, a six-week program, and these, these folks are now out on the job. We even had one father and son duo come through the program. Mm. Now they're both out on the job. Mm. So um, these programs are great opportunities. Uh, and as we were discussing earlier, it's not always about getting a college degree. Mm. What we're talking about is the technology training, the skills training. Uh, when you have this kind of training under your belt, you know you can write your own ticket in a lot of in a lot of areas, including automotive. Yeah, kudos to uh, Suffolk for really seeing the need and for addressing the need. Thank you, Scott. You know, and and uh, not everything is a four year degree. And uh, I, I don't know about how you feel about this, but when I went to school, guidance counselors only helped you choose which college to go to. It wasn't anything about your career. Now that was, again, it was a thousand years ago, but now I'm sure it's much more career oriented and they do a much better job than they did. But are you getting enough push from the, the guidance portion of the schools to push people into these programs? I think we are. I think we are. Uh, I think we need to make these programs more visible. Um, the reality is that there's a lot of pathways into the middle class. One pathway might be a bachelor's degree and you go into some kind of profession. But there are, there are other pathways into the middle class that might involve uh, the trades, that might involve technical training. And you know what? If your ambition is to get a bachelor's degree, there's a lot of paths to that, too. It doesn't have to be full-time study at university. It could be that you, you have a, a quick success, a quick short-term certificate that you can then build on. And, and sometimes we call this a, a learn-while-you-earn pathway. Mm -hmm. That is, you have a quick success, you have a, a credential that you can then build on, and you can continue to go to school on your own time while you're supporting yourself or supporting a family, and you're already on the job. You know, this is an especially good career because I think uh, Steve made the point earlier, you can work anywhere. If you, if you have an, a certification in automotive repair and, and, or degree or whatever you've got, uh, who's not going to hire you? I mean, the, the need is everywhere all over the country. Um, so let's say you move to uh, Mobile, Alabama. You know, you're going to be able to just get a job, you know, and get a pretty decent high paying job. 100%. I mean, unless they don't have cars in that town, which right. there's cars everywhere, or there's some sort of transportation. <laughs> well, that's why I put Mobile, Alabama. I Mobile, yeah, I know. But <laughs> even if it's buses or if it's, right. you know, something else auto mechanic related. But right. yeah, it's it's really a great career to get into. And I, I do think, as you touched on the guidance counselors, I do think that there's this stigma with the automotive industry where they kind of frown on it. But if only they walked through, as Dave pointed out before, all of our floors are tiled. I mean, we, we have the they have the place professionally cleaned once a week, possibly twice a week. I mean, it's beautiful. We we if you stop by and visit and look inside the dealership, you'll see how clean it is, how professional of an environment it is, or an atmosphere that it truly is. 
And I don't think anyone understands how much is involved, how much knowledge you need, especially to fix the cars of today. Yeah, people people do remember the the grease monkey that you know that's underneath the car in a pit. You know, and all dirty, and his overalls are dirty, and all that stuff. Got the cigarettes in his. Yeah, exactly. This is not, (laughs) you know, your father's uh, automotive industry. It's much more professional. Um, uh, I even get a video from when I have my bring my car in for service. They send me a video of the guy walking around checking the the uh, the the distance in the tires, uh, the brakes, and so on. You know, things like that that you're really using technology to appeal to the customer. And and but I think you know between customer service, which is a big area, sales. Which is a which is a big area, um, and of course the automotive technicians. I mean, I mean, the, how, what sort of money, Steve, are we talking about? Let, let, let's say somebody's really talented. So the so the top technicians are, are one hundred and fifty, one hundred and sixty thousand dollars a year. And we were just not to interrupt you. We were just talking on a couple of weeks ago about cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and all this stuff. And you know how much those people make? Two hundred grand, yeah. right? It's just a little bit more. Then one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Right, so, we offer that at Suffolk too. I'm sure you do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> uh, actually, those are hard programs to get. Absolutely, uh, AI is boy super hot. Um, but anyway, I, I think I think it's great that you could work anywhere. That's something that you have to take into account. Nurses have the same deal too. Absolutely, uh, and so would an EMT. You know, a lot of the fast, uh, the you know, tracks you you mentioned absolutely have that flexibility. Um, and let's talk about New York for a minute. So you told me at the break. That it's a sixty billion dollar industry in the metropolitan New York area. Let's say it again: sixty billion dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money. Um, and where's all that money coming from? Uh, car sales, service, uh, salaries. Uh, in terms of economic generation, there's four hundred new car dealerships in the New York metropolitan area. Long Island, obviously, Suffolk and Nassau County included in that number. Mm-hmm. And I think well over 3,000 registered repair shops. So if you look at the amount of businesses that are employing people here, Suffolk actually is the largest of of the the, uh, metropolitan uh, employers. Uh, But yeah, it's a huge economic generator. So when you add in the other other companies that are not car dealerships, you might be looking at 10,000 jobs being created per year. More? More I I would say so. I mean, every year, I I don't have the exact statistic, but the demand for technicians, I mean, you have ones retiring and there's not enough coming in. I mean, we try to hire two to three students from Suffolk every year just to keep up with the workflow of what we need in, in our store. I can't even imagine when you multiply that by three or 4,000 repair shops and dealerships out right, there. Right. Steve, how many, how many employees at just at Huntington, roughly? So we have 24 technicians. Uh, there's 18 line techs, and then there are six express techs. So that's where we get them. Typically, we'll, we'll take them from Suffolk, bring them into our express program, which is oil changes, and, mm-hmm. and some of the simpler stuff, get them used to dealer life. And the nice thing is we could be more flexible. So Suffolk does a great job where they'll try to line up having class on two days a week so we can have the students for four days a week to actually work in the dealership. And to Dave's point before, I mean, that 32 hours a week, that's a full-time position. So you're going to school full-time and working full-time, so you're working off the tuition that you're you're paying for to get school. Dave and, and Edit, it seems like maybe you need to expand this program. Yeah, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier that we only can do our job in uh, hand in hand with uh, with employers and with the dealerships and with the uh, all all of the 
all of the supporters that are around our advisory committee. So we're very lucky that um, we have uh, funding from Suffolk County, and it's being matched by the state, to expand our automotive program. Mm -hmm. Right now, we have more applications from students than, than we can accommodate. We, we have a waiting list every year. And uh, to Steve's point, um, the employers need the talent. Mm -hmm. The employers need the talent. Uh, again, this is an economic driver. Nobody wants to be turning away work. So we're, we're so proud that we're going to be able to uh, expand our automotive program. Currently, it's at our Selden campus, at, at um, the Ammerman campus in Selden on Middle Country Road, just off Middle Country Road and Nichols Road. We're going to be expanding it in the years, in, uh, over the next two years to Brentwood, and we'll be able to basically double the size of the automotive program. And again, that means more talent for the employers who uh, who really depend uh, on us to turn out the mechanics that they need. Right now, we were mentioning uh, somebody we all know, Ron Loveland, in the uh, outside uh, before we got in the studio, uh, who, who really is a manufacturing uh, guy and, and and really is making bridging the gap between schools, colleges, jobs, companies, and so on. Uh, and I'm wondering if we don't need a guy like that for the automotive industry. Because because I, I still say that if you brought people into that Mercedes dealer and they saw the tile floors, or they went into my Mazda dealer and they saw that the building was just completely redone and 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 how clean it is, you know, and, and that these guys aren't dirty. They're smart, they're educated, they're family folks. Um, these are the, the it's the heart and soul of Long Island, the automotive industry. I'm, I mean, I think it's great actually that the dealers association and so many of the dealerships come together around Suffolk Community College mm -hmm. because in some ways it's it's the the scope of our training programs that really supports all those dealerships and and we have terrific support from the dealerships we get donations of equipment and tools and know-how and, and advice on curriculum so uh, that's really to the benefit of, of, of our students and of course it comes back to the employers as well and as long as we have an automotive driven society here in Long Island we're going to need all of those repair places, all of those car dealerships, everything that we've got now and more, because we don't have a well-defined mass transportation system, unless you want to count the LIRR, which I don't. Um, so, so you know, what do we have? We have cars, you know? Uh, I actually had Mitch Pally, uh, who, was, who used to be on the board of the Long Island Railroad, you might know his name, great guy, and uh, talking about the railroad system, that they ordered those new, new trains from Kawasaki years ago. There's not one train replaced in the LIRR. <laughs> wow. The train system here, you know it. You take it. You take the train. Sometimes. Well, I, I try to avoid it. So, so do we all. <laughs> but we have to take it once in a while. And it's awful. It's, it's, and I say that right to the, anyone's face that asks me. Uh, but what gets me about Long Island is traffic. You know, and, and we're all putting up with it. It's eating up our gas mileage. Uh, it's adding to our stress and our strain. I can remember 15 or 20 years ago, the traffic wasn't all that bad. No. It was okay. The roads could handle the traffic that we had. But now it seems like we have way more cars than we do capability to move them. So, Scott, it sounds like you need to go visit Steve and get yourself into a Mercedes so you don't mind driving as much. If I, if I, if I could do that and the wife would go along with it, I'd give it some thought. <laughs> we'll give you a great deal. I know, Come I know, on in. I know you would. I know you would. And, and, uh, but really, the way they're all, all the prices have gone up, like you said, a lot of people are going to buy themselves out of the lease. So what you're going to find, the, the pre-owned market's starting to stabilize. I mean, at one point, you could buy your pre-owned car or your off-lease. You could They would give you 
10 or 15,000 more mm -hmm. than what you owed on it. Mm -hmm. That's starting to stabilize. The new car market is starting to stabilize because inventory levels are coming back up. But the big thing is the interest rates. Mm. The only saving grace when we bought our car was that they gave us $14,000 for my wife's nine-year-old Honda Accord. Well, that's my point. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because the market was so high at that right. point. They needed cars because you couldn't get new ones. Right. So, you know, supply and demand. And I'm already getting letters from my dealer that they want to buy my car. Of course they you do. Yeah, they don't care what <laughs> it looks like or, or they just need another car. Exactly. So, so the demand is so high. And, and I think you're doing such a fabulous job of meeting the need of just one more industry. The only thing that I, I think is missing from this is a sort of a Ron Loveland type guy that's going to represent, you can't do it, you're too busy, no. you know, uh, that's going to go out there to the, to the people, to the students, uh, bring technology with him, uh, you know, drive up in a, in a big, you know, beautiful $150,000 Mercedes, you know, 100%. Or, 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 I mean, kids gawk. You know, Absolutely. I, Who wouldn't want to work for Mercedes? I mean, come on. Yeah. You walk in, you see everybody there. And the nice thing, to your point, so we have some high-paid technicians there. Mm -hmm. And in our case, at least, most of them don't have kids, the ones that are in that demographic. So they're driving around in their Corvettes, and they're driving around. You know, one who just moved to South Carolina was driving in one of the, the high-end Ford pickup trucks. I can't think of the name of it right now. But mm -hmm. then the younger kids see these guys, and they're like, I want to be like him. Yeah. I want to be like that guy. And there is a huge attraction, and we try to build that culture into it hiring the 18 or 19 year olds from Suffolk and building them up through. And we've been doing that for a long time, very successfully. And also there's a lot of people moving to the roads. I, I have a friend who's, who he and his wife are both retired, both have pensions. He has two pensions. He's got plenty of money coming in. They bought a $100,000 recreational vehicle that, uh, but needs a truck to pull it. So they bought a, uh, an F-250 or whatever, three whatever it is. Uh, he spent about 125000 you know, all, all told. But it's gorgeous. The thing is gorgeous. And I don't know if I could live in something narrow like that, but it's just stunning. Just stunning. Cool effects and, and great stuff. And I, I see more and more people taking that path, you know, of, of being able to move around. Mm -hmm. You don't have, you're not stuck with a, with, with a house. You can go anywhere you want. Um, I, see, I see that as sort of a trend. That's interesting. A lot of the car manufacturers are, are, are not using the term car anymore or vehicle. They're using the term mobility, mm. right? Because people are still going to need to get around in some way. So like, for example, Toyota, one of our partners, they've established themselves as a mobility company, right? Because it's not just vehicles. It's, uh, you know, bikes and scooters and the way people move might change over time, right? For example, right now, we're kind of seeing that type of change in the automotive industry with the move to EVs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen really anything like it in terms of the technological shift, really just over the last two years. I think Steve was telling me earlier, what, by 2030? What, 2030, they want Mercedes wants to be all electric. There's wow. a huge push for it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's going to solve a lot of problems, too. If, if we can get there, that's going to solve a lot of problems. With It doesn't matter who's, who's having a war with who, uh, is, if everything's electric. In the short term, too, it's, it's Will create some problems, right? Mm. Workforce pipeline, things of that nature. But there's a lot of uh, federal money out there right now. Uh, the Biden administration just invested just last week. It was announced $74 billion in charging infrastructure. Mm. So it's half a million charging stations are going to be installed over the next five to seven years. Mm. Um, so that's new. That's a whole new job sector, right? Someone has to install them. Someone has to design them. Um, I had a conversation with someone this week who said, can Suffolk start a charging program Wow! Uh, for repair technicians, for chargers? So it's, it's opening up a lot of avenues and, and maybe a, a new economy to a certain extent uh, in that you're going to need people that know this technology. 
it kind of ties into wind energy and, and power generation, right? We're using an electric motor that shares a lot of the same characteristics. So there's a lot of crossover in these technological fields right now. Mm. So it's, it's, it's an awesome time to be going into the automotive industry if you like technology, because it's changing at a rate and a, at a pace that it's probably never has in my lifetime. And, and what's odd is that when I, my wife and I bought a car uh, four or five months ago, I was telling you the Honda, and uh, we tried to get a hybrid at that time. And the guy said, it's hopeless. Uh, just not available? Hopeless. I, I, don't, wow. I can't even tell you when the next hybrid is going to come in. And if, it, and if I could, it wouldn't go to you. It would go to someone on a, on a list of 100, 200 people. So we wound up buying a, a, a higher Zoot model that we didn't want to buy that doesn't get all the great mileage. Uh, but, you know, we got stuck. We, we just had to buy a car in the middle of, the, you know, the worst car market, you know, uh, that anybody can remember. Um, but I, I, I would like to see the shift to EV as much as possible. And I assume you're shifting your curriculum. We have to, you know, we have to be responsive to that. So right now we're actually working with Toyota. Uh, we'll be the first training program in the SUNY system to have an electrified powertrain Toyota degree program. Mm. Uh, so it'll be a part of the Toyota two-year associate's degree. Uh, and I'm imagining our other manufacturer partners will go that direction as well. And we do incorporate some of that training. Did you um, guys hear that Tesla was dropping their prices by $5,000? Yeah, Ford did yeah. the same thing. The, Ford did it also? For, for their electric cars. For their electric cars. And from what I understand, I think Ford actually gave refunds to some of the people that bought in January. Wow. Where Tesla didn't do that. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And There's just, a lot of competition in the electric market right yeah. now. I mean, you have Mercedes has five, four models now. I think by the end of the year, another two more are coming out. Yeah. And they're also investing a couple billion dollars into a charging infrastructure. Yeah. Not like Tesla, you know how Tesla's proprietary? Yes. Where you can only charge. So Mercedes is going to do it where they'll, they'll favor the Mercedes-Benz owner so you could reserve a time slot, but anyone can charge there. Mm. And the navigation will route it along the way and it'll reserve it for you because it knows you're going to be there in 45 minutes or something. All like right. That. We're almost out of time. Ed, Ed and uh, how, where, where can people get all this information online? So uh, you can always get information about self at uh, sunysuffolk.edu. From SUNY Suffolk EDU, you can explore all of our fast career options. You can uh, quickly jump to the automotive webpage. If you just type in automotive, you can get uh, information about either automotive or, or any of our career-facing programs. Uh, and again, you know, we are the best value out there, Scott. We have the lowest tuition on Long Island, lower than any community college, lo lower than any other university. We are the great value that's right here in the backyard of Suffolk County. Mm -hmm. And so we welcome everyone to come in. Whether you're 18, 28, 38, or 68, we want you to come to Suffolk. And if you want to buy a Mercedes, what's your uh, website? Uh, MB, uh, Mercedes Benz of Huntington.com. And then there's the Competition Automotive Group. So you have uh, Mercedes Benz of Smithtown, or if you want a BMW or a Subaru, same thing Competition Subaru, Competition BMW. We got to hang out a little bit more. Yeah. Get into those cars. All right, you've been listening to Radio Jobline with Scott Possessor. What a great show. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for being here. Uh, Ed, especially uh, the president himself, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. And, thank you. And uh, Dave and Steve, you are fabulous. Uh, we thank have you. another Jobline coming up next week. Um, if you want to be on the show, write to me, Scott P118 at gmail.com. If you have an idea, send it over to me. And uh, next week we're gonna be we're gonna actually and in, in, I have six shows planned in a row. Let's make sure nobody gets sick. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Happy hunting. 
The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.